from a girl from a small city in a, actually town in the Czech Republic to create uh, such a such a company. And we have not finished, right? It's been only 15 years. We have met many more years to go uh, with no inter- entrepreneurship uh, background, with, uh, you know, like not any money actually to create some kind of company, to create a satisfying life, fulfilling what I want to do and when I want to do it and, and having some responsibility and helping other people. So if it's possible for me, it's possible for a- anyone. Hey everyone, my name is Ricardo. I am a tech entrepreneur living in Prague, Czech Republic. On this podcast, I would like to share the stories, struggles, insights, and resources of value-driven leaders living in different parts of the world with the idea to inspire you and give you practical tips to move forward with your projects. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Hi everyone, today we're talking with Andrea Kashukova. She's the co-founder and CEO of Foreigners Group. They are running an interesting company uh, helping foreigners to be established in the Czech Republic and also running a lot of other different services like real estate and development projects. So welcome, Andrea. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm doing great right now before Christmas. So, yeah, getting ready and finishing some stuff in the end of the year. Good. So how how must it change the type of job that you do before Christmas and now in Christmas? Uh, what type of activities are you more focused now? Well, uh, the only <laughs> one that I'm not doing during the year actually is uh, going to the partners and chatting with them and exchanging the, the presents, which is a very nice part of <laughs> of my job at the moment. At the same time, uh, the other activities kind of don't stop. So so I have a lot of admin work to do. And usually it is when I have uh, days with meetings, then I have to catch up on the, on the on the emails and all this administration. So it's not very easy now to, to manage everything so that, you know, I can manage everything till the end of the year or till Christmas. So, yeah, it's a lot to do still. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Of course, that's well, that's uh good problem to have that <laughs> you have a lot of stuff to That's do. That's right. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit, uh, because maybe some people don't know about the Foreigners uh, group or Foreigners.cz, so can you tell us what what are you guys about? What what do you do and how your story starts uh, on this company? Our uh, Foreigners group uh, started uh, with what we call today Foreigner Services. It's one one division of our company. Uh, we help uh, foreigners to relocate to Czech Republic. So we help with immigration and also to find an apartment. So it's real estate uh, where they usually rent at the beginning uh, if they don't want to stay for forever <laughs> or for longer. And yeah, this is what we started with uh, in 2009. So next year we'll be celebrating 15 years. And then we grew from this service to also real estate, also for Czech clients and uh, development that we built uh, and sell our own apartments. And we do also property management for certain um, uh, certain concept of so-called co-living. As you have co-working, it's also co-living that you have 
uh, small units and then you have a big space to to share, like kind of big living room. Uh, so we do property management of such uh, such apartments uh, here in the Czech Republic. Good. And yeah, just in all of these type of services that you are providing, what do you love the most out of your job? So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, what I love the most uh, in all of these divisions is for sure I love helping foreigners. This is where my passion uh, came from when we established the company uh, together with my business partner, uh, Wojtek Stehno. And that's my passion. I like to help people. So as I love also foreign languages, other cultures, I always loved traveling and I, I studied um, tourism management. Uh, this is really field where I, where I, you know, I just fit in uh, there. Even though I don't have a travel agency, but I have like people coming to Czech Republic. Uh, but also I love our country. So, so I think it's a, it's a perfect match and I'm very happy that I found it so very early. Um, because we started the company when uh, we were studying at the university. Uh, so, so this is what I love the most. So at the moment, I'm not doing it like personally, uh, because I have, I have a team, uh, who does mm-hmm. this, uh, but at the, at the same time, uh, sometimes for some new services or some specific clients, uh, I do it. So I am in touch sometimes uh, with the clients. And I also, when I travel, uh, I can feel the pain. Of expats uh, when they come to Czech Republic because sometimes <laughs> I spend some some weeks or months and I had to solve something as an expat so so I understand how it is when they appreciate our work because we help them. That that sounds great and you have mentioned that you started this during the university so yeah what what brings you to start a business in that moment it was always something a dream of you or like this type of opportunity or yeah can you tell yeah, us more yeah. a bit about that story how you in the university decide okay i will start a company to start to help experts yeah actually this is not uh <laughs> it was not my dream to have a business uh i knew mm-hmm. because i come from from a single mom uh, family that one day i will have uh, money to support my my uh, i have a daughter now but i didn't know what i would What what type of uh, kid I would have? <laughs> so so I know that in fu- I knew that in future I will be rich enough to to provide good uh, good things uh, for my kids. Uh, I didn't know it was business. So so I was studying at the university and I was running a student organization that was helping Erasmus students. And this is something what I really mm-hmm. loved, and I loved to to manage a team. Uh, that was helping these Erasmus students. So it was a different activity than we do now, and it's a different also target group. Uh, but uh, there was uh, there were some students actually uh, from other universities who needed help, and they were looking for apartments. They didn't stay at the dormitories, and they have they had a little bit different needs um, than uh, than our students in that organization. So uh, we were we were together as a couple with uh, Wojtek, with my business partner, and we were like, okay, so let's do let's do this business. And then we found out that uh, maybe we'll start with flat rentals, but maybe we can put the name as like foreigner.cz uh, because it was uh, the domain was available at the time. So so it was some kind of like a mix of things. And my business partner, actually, he's very uh, business oriented and he always wanted to do some business. Uh, he likes real estate. So his dream was to have to do something with the real estate. 
And there was one situation also where we didn't like that uh, uh, some lady who was uh, who was our competitor then uh, then in future uh, she was um, kind of raising uh, or increasing the prices uh, of the rentals uh, for foreigners. So when we found out this because I had a personal experience, we were like, okay, let's do it. Uh, let's do this type of uh, company and let's uh, let's help and let's keep the prices uh, the same as for checks because. We didn't think that it was like fair to change just because the people didn't know how much things cost in the Czech Republic. So, so this was like the last, let's say, kick. Uh, and then we had to support his friends uh, from Cyprus, who are who also kind of became our first clients uh, from the community, uh, who also were like, yeah, go for it, and they really supported us in this. So, so it was like a lot of things together, actually. Okay. That's good. And how did you fund the company? It was something that you were bootstrapping it with your own money and and trying to be profitable from day one. Or yeah, can you tell us a <laughs> I, bit about that? I think everybody is trying to be profitable from day one. However, yeah, when you start a business, uh, you never know when it gets profitable. <laughs> So in our case, it was that um, we started uh, to work with a trade license. So we started really simply of uh, my business partner uh, because we were studying at the time uh, also at the, at the university. We had these, um, you know, social security and health insurance covered actually by the by the government. So it was very easy for us because we didn't need any capital actually uh, and any money to, to spend at the beginning. And uh, Vojta, he was studying information management. So he did our first kind of website. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of work. We we found the first uh, owners and landlords who who are willing to cooperate with us. So from my point of view, when I look back, it was kind of easy to start uh, locals because we didn't have any any support. And uh, in a few months, we rented an apartment where we moved to uh, together, and we kind of opened the office in the apartment. So first part was like an office. You came and you didn't know that it was an apartment, but there in the back there were there was a door, and behind the door there was there were two tables. So even if the door was open, it looked like another part of the office. And just behind the corner there was a bed, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> so at the beginning we did it like this, and uh, uh, yeah, I have to admit that uh, we didn't, even though we didn't need any like extra money to establish the the company uh except for you know like the small payment for administration to do the trade license and so on uh we kind of struggled uh at the beginning to create some kind of risk uh to be able to be sure that we have money to pay the next uh next rent uh yeah next then we, when we had uh, some employees who started helping us to pay them as well so so this was quite hard at the beginning because we needed to build uh, the name. People, of course, were kind of sharing the information about us because we had really, a really good approach. We really, really wanted to help them. Uh, so it was somehow going. Uh, we didn't need a lot of investment, but still it was not like that it would boom. And, and uh, you know, it's like doing services. So it's not that you create a software and then you just click and you are clicking and kind of doing some marketing online and then it like booms. Uh, this is like that you have to do the service and then you are paid. So, so like, and you do have to do the service in the physical world. Uh, so this is like a little bit different type of business than nowadays you can do also online. Yeah, of course. And 
Yeah, but this is a good message that you bootstrap and do all this effort because it's, it's something that, of course, there are venture capital um, funded companies, right? But there is also the way that you can go step by step as a service exactly. company, as you mentioned. And honestly, right? we were looking at it, you know, we will be celebrating 15 years uh, next year. And and we were like, okay, nowadays there are these startups. This word actually didn't exist 15 years ago. And and we were <laughs> like, okay, what if what if we got an investor at the beginning, right? Um, but, you know, we learned, we learned with every step of doing the business because we didn't have family who is, who is from the entrepreneurship like area uh, at school, come on, you don't learn the practice. Uh, so, so we are really learning, and um, nobody can say like where we would be, right? Uh, if if we had an investor, but we kind of didn't need a technology solution. We we needed just the money for for the normal like process for the rent for the people. Um, so it was kind of like learning and creating the processes and everything. Uh, and it was good that we kind of didn't have this extra money because it taught us how to do, uh, how to reinvest. Uh, yeah, that it's good to invest your own money. We didn't have any interest rate uh, for for like many years. So so this was, it was really good to get the, the experience there. And I think if we had the money, then if you get the money, it's like you can kind of put your, you know, legs on the table and you're like, yeah, okay, so maybe somebody else can work <laughs> on my behalf uh to this because i can pay him right but this was very good that we got the skill the entrepreneurship skill yeah of course it's you you learn a lot thanks to to that limitation of budget and maybe resources exactly. and so on right? um yeah talk, talking about that because of course you have as you mentioned around 15 years already into this so um um yeah what are what do you consider are your key values or something that right now is non-negotiable in your in your life as a business person and that maybe can be useful for other entrepreneurs? Uh, well, my very big advice or how we do it is to, to really keep all the money clean or all the laws and all the regulations. Uh, to keep an eye on that and really put everything in order. Uh, and this is also some key value that if we cooperate with uh, someone and we found out that, for example, we had these situations of, of owners of apartments and landlords who were not kind of playing the clean game and, uh, for example, they were not returning the deposits to, to our clients. And, of course, we couldn't do anything about it and we also couldn't... Um, we were not guaranteeing that all the landlords or the owners are are good and so on, you know. So it was not what we were kind of paid for from, from the foreigners. But um, we tried to make it that it is like that. And if there was such a problem, even though it was a good deal for us and we had uh, 200 apartments from one of, one of them, for example, but there were these problems and the people were not treated right from this point of view, we said, okay, let's not have this business, but uh, but at least our clients will not go to this uh, to this landlord who then in the end doesn't play fair. So so we lost business because of this uh, kind of core value. Uh, at the same time, I have to admit because we have these values, I can sleep well, and uh, and uh, this is the most important for me that I can you know focus on the growth and not all the time thinking like if I lie somewhere or if I uh, 
uh, don't keep the taxes in order or, you know, what, what, what like, you know, these kind of things, what, uh, unfortunately in the Czech mentality, uh, can be very often, okay, let's not pay these taxes. Let's find a way how, I mean, of course you do optimization, but also some, you know, other, other ways how not to pay money, which is not, uh, official and it's not like accepted uh so this is like the way how some people do it and then they cannot sleep they cannot uh you know produce maybe more or enjoy the life generally so this is i think some like kind of um basic thing for me uh even though in the czech republic it's not always um it's not always like this okay so you think a piece of mind is quite important to have if you are planning to run a business right yeah <laughs> Like try to make sure that everything is covered and that you are not kind of uh, washing your bag if yeah. <laughs> if something bad is. And coming. it's also like you know basic things like um, <laughs> even now some I we were building a house and I was like uh, okay and um, people ask you okay do you want to have this invoice uh, for your company or do you want or we let's do it without invoice yeah and I'm like well. No, because I know that there is this AT and, you know, there are other things, but uh, I don't want to think of it that I did it like this and I know that it's not right. So let's do it like as it should be. If it's not a company thing, it should not be in the company accounting. If it's not, uh, if it's like a business that we do between us, let's put it on invoice and we have to submit taxes from this. So, you know, let's do it as it should be. And this is not that much of a mentality here so so i always try to support also other people who i cooperate with and i'm their client to do it like right mm -hmm. good and in, in line into this question maybe i will make the next one that is maybe you already answered it but i will try to if you have any other points into this is uh, do you have any thoughts that maybe are contrarian against what is most common in 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 the Czech society running a business as you mentioned yeah about this topic of keeping everything in rule and so on but yeah do you have any other thoughts that you try to keep in your mind that maybe is not something common for most of people or the status quo We are a very small country, right? We have only 10 million mm. inhabitants. So for me, it's always very, it's like really a huge thing to go abroad to some bigger countries and to see bigger cities and to see what a person can, can actually create. So for me, I was, I was, uh, because we have this development uh, division as well. And, and in summer, I was in Miami and, uh, you know, we had about 300 apartments in a pipeline in three cities in the Czech Republic that will, be built in the next three to five years and there I was you know standing and I was like wow this amount or maybe even half of this amount is in this one house right so everything is so huge in some other countries and and this was also another like mindset thing that we as Czechs we think very small and if we don't travel and if we don't kind of expand the, the mind like this way uh, we keep the mindset very very small So, yeah, of course, I understand it because you are from a small country and, and, and so on. But it also helps to, to change it. And, and I'm, I'm working a lot on, on my say, and, and this is still something that I'm not working enough because it's not that I could imagine that we could build such a house, right? But there is a person who did it. 
always there has to be one person. It didn't happen just by itself. It's not an AI doing building this, constructing this house. So so it has to be a person, a human being, right? The same as me, kind mm. of. So so this is always uh, very amazing. At the same time, uh, on the other hand, when coming back and surrounding myself with other friends and so on, uh, this is kind of mindset that uh, I'll get there if or here actually if uh, they also don't like work on it and if they didn't already create something bigger. So that's another thing. Good. So you're telling us that yeah, we need to kind of expand those boundaries as well, right? Not only limit to, to the mindset locally here, but try to see other areas and, and try to bring those ideas to the Czech market Exactly. As well. And this is what the foreigners bring mm. here, right? Because I wouldn't open an Indian restaurant, but it's great that I can go and I can taste the cuisine because there are people from India uh, who open such restaurants. So, so we have everything in the Czech Republic and the foreign community really helps us kind of to expand the horizons without traveling. But for my own business, I can imagine that I would have offices all around in the Czech Republic because we have Prague, Brno, Olomouc, Pilsen. But then, okay, maybe we could have one in, uh, I don't know, Dubai or, you know, some, somewhere else. So this helps. Traveling helps for sure. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, so since we have been talking now about yeah your your ideas of services maybe can we talk about yeah what are the current specific services that you are kind of promoting more for for foreigners i know there are plenty of them in your website and so on but can you tell us the main two or three services that you can make a huge difference for foreigners coming to the Czech Republic. Yeah. yeah, for sure. What they need, for sure, if they are out of EU, they need the immigration, so the employee cards and visas. Uh, then when mm. they are here, they need prolongation of these so so they can always get in touch, especially if the company that mm. where they work uh, is not doing this for them or if they are freelancers. Uh, so this is the main thing, because without this, they cannot be here uh, if they are out of EU. Even the people from EU, they need some help. Uh, if we talk here about the business community, we can help to establish the trade license, uh, also the, the company. Uh, but at the same time, we also can help with finding accommodation. Uh, so if they come here and they are new, uh, we can help them to find an apartment, which at the moment, especially Bruno, is a bit hard. Uh, because there is still a lot of demand and uh, kind of lack of, of the offers. Uh, even Czech people can feel this, so this is not only about some language barrier. Um, and then, of course, if the people take an apartment with us, uh, I think the most valuable thing is that they we actually take over, we check the contracts, of course, on their behalf, we discuss it with them. Uh, not always the contracts are in English, so we can check also the Czech versions. And then what I think is really, really, really important when you take over an apartment to take pictures of everything to really like keep, uh, keep it on the photos or even video, uh, what was the state of the property when, when you take, took over? And usually the people are so tired from traveling and, and you know, so like so many things to do, other things when settling in, uh, that they wouldn't do it by themselves very like properly. So our person is doing it really properly. Uh, so they're in the end of uh, of the rent, 
there is no discussion about if this was there before or not. Like you see the pictures and either it is on the picture from the takeover or it's not. So so this is, I think, one part which is like very important for, for people. It would be important for the Czech person as well uh, if they were willing mm -hmm. to pay uh, for the service or when we have such uh, such clients, we have some Czech clients as well. Uh, because this is something for me, for example, when I would take over my apartment, I wouldn't like to do that. So, yeah, I think I, I mean, well, of course, I hand over some apartments like that. Yeah, and of course, we don't have any proof. Yeah, how the apartment was before or anything, right? So, so we just in my context till now, I just okay, I send give you a deposit. Of course, I give that as it's gone and that's it, right? But yeah. And hopefully, of course, yeah. In my context, of course, I try to keep the apartment as good as possible, right? But then, then so that the deposit doesn't increase, right? At the end, that they will try to get try to get more money from you. But yeah, but of course, some service like you, of course, it makes total sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> good. Um. Yeah, maybe we have been talking in general a lot, a lot about foreigners, but maybe we can narrow it down into. Yeah, what type of people are coming to the Czech Republic and what are the main roles that they are coming to work here or to do other activities? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so there is a, if we talk about foreigners, as like generally people who are not Czech or Slovak, let's say, um, because these people, we kind of don't call foreigners because we understand language and they, they are, there are many of them here. Uh, we, we, consider them as our like brothers and sisters because we used to be one country <laughs> uh so other foreigners um it it varies uh there are a lot of people working in the production uh in the manufacturing and so on and these are usually not our clients because very often they don't speak english uh there are certain like groups from different countries and they are managed by the personal agencies But if we talk about clients uh, mm -hmm. who are our clients, so it's usually people who come here to work uh, with the computer to be some kind of uh, support uh, for, for multinational companies, or they work in HR or in financial services, which is which all is like kind of behind a computer in the big offices from from the multinational companies. So so these are let's say if I should say generally, uh, it's called white collars uh, in general. And of course, there are also a lot of managers who are running these international teams, uh, and they do it from Prague or from Brno or from other cities. Like so, let's say like from the Czech Republic, uh, they are coming with their families. So these people, like their kids, are actually going to to schools. Sometimes even international schools. Sometimes they really like uh, try to integrate uh, because they know that they would stay longer. So it it really depends, but generally, let's say that it's people coming to work at the offices. Mm -hmm. Good. And is it all of these roles are roles that they know they will stay here for several years, or is only a matter of few months and and then go? Or what is the typical case into these? Well, parties? I don't have exactly the data. Was the was the mm -hmm. the amount of months or years, and they would say. But generally, the data what we have are that uh, people are happy here so so once they come mm. they very often stay unless it's some kind of expat contract that uh, will change and they need to go to another place or something um but they really like it here they establish families here um for example a huge latino uh, latino group uh, in Brno. uh 
who are growing and growing and kids are growing and number of kids are growing and so on. <laughs> sometimes they have like tech partners. Uh, sometimes they are together that they came together as a couple uh, and they were trying to find kind of like, let's say, better life uh, than they could have in their country, for example, from, for, from Venezuela, uh, where it's very hard for them. So the stories are different and uh, the general information is that people like living here because of the security uh, and safety, that they really feel safe here, safe here. And uh, yeah, it's good. I'm I'm proud of this actually. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. So yeah, talking about proud moments. Then so we can go into that direction. So yeah, what what have you been more happy about your work till now? If you have any specific milestone that you are completely happy or proud till now uh, more or less maybe now that is the end of the year you can kind of reflect <laughs> about something good <laughs> yeah i'm always very proud when i have people in my team who uh i'm very happy it makes me happy who really found kind of their place that the position fits them so well that they do the job like you know better than anybody else could do uh that we like align the flows and that we know that uh i can completely rely on them in what they are doing so so this is something that um, makes me really happy uh from the milestones it's usually the times were, that were hard and that we went through and that we managed uh they say that uh, every company uh or like i think 50% of companies uh will not manage to survive the first year and then another 50 another five years or some kind of this like big number uh so i'm always very proud that we we made it over <laughs> over all problems that that we did so and, and that we did have so so th these are like the moments so there are no specific like milestones that i would say were huge um like success that i don't know we would find an investor or or something like this let's say to be constant and to, to be constantly growing. And also that from like the small company where we were two uh, studying at the university, uh, that we grew to, to a company that now has like international brands as clients and, and also developers as clients. Uh, and this is like, I think what I'm the most proud of and the happiest moments are when these partners, for example, one of them uh, has, just recently invited has recently invited us for a Christmas party, uh, and we were one of like maybe two providers who were invited because it was like their internal Christmas party, a huge one because it's a huge company, but still like kind of they invited us. So, you know, this is like you say like wow, we are cooperating for almost seven years, and they take you as kind of their really like big partner. So, this is this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds great. Of course, that's good to build those long-term relationships and that you can build the trust with them. And, and yeah, they later, f yeah, the companies feel like you are part of them. Yeah, exactly. All the collaboration. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, yeah, do you have, now going to the other side of the coin, so do you have <laughs> any moment that there was a fuck-up? And maybe we can talk about, if you can, of course, yeah. and... And yeah, what what have you learned out of that problem that maybe you don't want to repeat it again? <laughs> yeah, I think there were kind of a lot of them and uh, a lot of them are connected to people, uh, to like managing people. 
sometimes you have a person in your team who is not who's not supposed to be there and you should not have such person there because he, it kind of breaks the team and people start leaving and and when you spot him or her it's kind of late um and then you are still like oh my god maybe it's not as bad and you know if you were out of the company you would be like what are you waiting for like put the person away because you know it's harming the business the the team or whatever the person is doing so such moments are like where i learned that okay some i think it's one of the kind of hardest skills because usually people who manage people like people and usually think that it's like they are good and you don't like to kick somebody out of the company so i think one of the uh, things that you grow as a manager uh, or as a leader is also to know like who should be in the team and who should not be in the team so this is like fuck up that somebody was too long there and it it really influenced the business so of course i learned to to put these people away the earliest possible <laughs> if i already have some some um uh if i'm thinking like already when when interviewing the person to come for the post uh that maybe is not the best fit and but let's try uh then maybe i should not wait longer than you know like a month to see that really it doesn't work or or it's not the, the best fit so so this is something i would say that i'm still learning <laughs> in certain way um uh, because for me this is really really hard um and for other fuck ups so it was mostly connected for example to covid so so this is more that not that we would make a mistake or or again i hired somebody who did a lot of problems and i didn't have a uh, controlling system uh good enough to spot it earlier and that it influenced the the business or the client so so then i had to take responsibility for cleaning up uh which was not easy because for example i had uh, my baby at the time and also covid happened so so i had to move to prague uh when uh, my daughter was uh, four months old so all my family moved to prague uh so that we could clean up the prague office after this mess that was caused by one of uh, our employees and i didn't spot it early enough because i had also also other problems with managing the baby and also so managing the covid times that just arrived So so yeah so these are like the biggest fuck ups and uh, I learned from that is just I'm trusting people I really trust uh, a lot but uh, I have to be more aware of the indicators when I see them because I always see them it's just a matter of like kind of believing that it's true what I see <laughs> and maybe I should like you know put the light on that and and uh, confirm that what I think is happening is really happening and find out um So this this is like the big, I would say, learn learning from that or lessons learned. Okay, um, have you set up any specific frameworks or processes or something to prevent this from happening in in and in the future? Yeah. Or yeah, can if you can tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when always when such a thing happened, or for example, another fuck up was that one person. Uh, was gambling and we didn't know it was like uh he was higher or on the position and we found out only after uh, after this person left and actually admitted it through message and we found out what we would find out later that there are some money missing like 
100,000 Czech crowns uh, in the company. And so we did some steps to prevent from this that he could change uh, the invoices. So, you know, we did some kind of uh, protection and we looked at it. Okay, can we prevent it somehow? So we did changes like this. Or when when this person uh, that I was talking about in COVID uh, created some problems for the client, uh, we created like a table where we were tracking uh, tracking what's going on. And uh, I don't think that you can prevent everything, but with these steps and with these situations that are very unpleasant and cost you time and money, uh, you can like prevent another person to do this. Uh, and to spot it faster so that the damage would not be that big in the end. Mm -hmm. Good, good. So, well, happy to know that is <laughs> improving step by step, <laughs> right? So, well, I mean, it's it's really hard to, as you mentioned, to to detect these points when you have multiple fronts to <laughs> to see and to to explore. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Good. Um. Yeah, I will move more now towards. You mentioned before that you were really happy that you were getting invited for the Christmas parties of the companies that you are collaborating, right? So um, can you tell us a bit how do you nurture relationships and build these relationships with companies? Imagine it from the position that, let's say, today I'm starting a service business. And yeah, how how do you start that process of of closing deals with them and to... Well, not only closing deals, but also building this trust and, and making sure that you can create a long-term relationship. There is some tips that you have <laughs> into that process somehow. Or how sure. does it work? For sure. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that I'm like the best person in this, in the sense of like building the long-term relationships, because I know there are people who go, you know, for coffees, uh, they go partying kind of with... Uh, with their partners and they get drunk with them and it probably creates some kind of relationship. So that, that could be some option, um, but it's not kind of my, my way. So we usually do it uh, that if we provide the result for the, for the client and we stay in good communication, if there is something that uh, went wrong and we could uh, not tell them, but we tell them anyways, this went wrong, but this is how we fix it or this went wrong and this is how we need you to fix it if we cannot do it for some reason or this is this went wrong and can you help us with that because this and this happened and of course we take responsibility, we pay what's necessary and so on and especially some new projects where we are learning this can happen uh, or this went wrong because uh, my employee did that, that and that, yeah? So, so this way, I think it has like more value than to get drunk with someone because they can really feel that you're their real partner and uh, that we take care of, uh, for example, if we have uh, apartments in um, in property management, we take care of them as if they were ours. Yeah. So it's not that it's only like, okay, it's work and I do it. And I try to find such people to my team that they really care that, it's a property of someone, someone who paid a lot of money for acquiring the property, or even if he inherited it, it's then still it's like somebody's property. I should, uh, and I'm paid for actually treating it as, it as as if it was mine, even though this is not written in uh, in the contract. Um, but this is something that we should uh, that we should always keep in in consideration. 
And um, yeah, with this approach, I'm not saying this to our partners, yeah, but they kind of like feel it. And I think once they start cooperating with us and they see the care uh, that we give, they want to uh, remain as like main uh, and long-term partners. So more more these and of course the small things that uh, we give them some presents during Christmas and we discuss things, we discuss future, future pro if they have some future projects where we can join uh, and we can still be partners and we, if they grow, we grow. Uh, then, then this is, I think, the most important. So, from my point of view, it's not only like talking and creating the relationship with good communication. Of course, this is a part of it, but also like showing the results, showing that um, if we promise something, we then do it. You know, so this this is the way how how we do it. And this takes time. It takes years. Um, but once you start doing it and if you continue doing that then it brings um also the growth like in future good um do you have any specific if we go a little a little bit into the, of course i understand that if you bring good results to the companies of course they will want to continue working with you and of course that's that's of course perfect and and the level of authenticity that you mentioned that you you kind of okay informed them okay maybe there was a problem here but we fix it in this way and so on so they can value that and but there is some in practical terms also do you what type of a strategy do you try to follow because i imagine if you're talking about um, let's say a multinational company they have these maybe bureaucracy process to depending on the size of the project right so do you have any advice about how to start a collaboration with a corporation because maybe you are offering first a small uh, project first and then try to grow into that so do you have any specific tips into this well acquiring process? acquiring this is not easy i have to say that uh, when mm -hmm. starting uh, this part of business because we started with b2c so the clients who pay directly mm -hmm. and then we got later into the b2b uh, where the business paid on the behalf of our then client kind of the person that we would were taking care of uh these are like very these are not easy to get so What now works for us is to be members of uh, one association that is gathering these companies and building trust in there, uh, again, through like helping and so on. And of course, once uh, the company and especially the big companies, once they get you as their provider, uh, they see that you're reliable and they have certain problem in the company that nobody can solve. And they're like, oh, maybe we can ask foreigners. Maybe they can, they can do it. Uh, they start giving you more and more project actually so um very good example we have in our almost office uh, where they started with with helping um finding accommodation to uh, to their employees and doing actually translations uh, of communication inside of the of the company um because they had a lot of foreigners and the communication was not all in english or or, or in other language So, so this was helping, and now nowadays they also organize, for example, a Christmas party for them uh, from the organizational point of view, like even management, and they do a lot of a lot of other projects, small projects that they always need help with, yeah, because our people are skilled and and they have very good communication, and they are always willing to help. So, 
once you start and you give everything what I said, then then the projects are coming. Uh, of course, the problem is a little bit when the people are changing in the company, uh, especially, for example, on the HR. But then actually, if the HR who had a good experience with you uh, went to another company, uh, it's quite probable that if they need such services that they would get in touch with you because they had a good experience with you in a, in in the previous company. So this also helps, and also this takes years to to get into this B two B business with the big corporations. So the persistence <laughs> has to be there, and and like always, always working for it. And also LinkedIn helps for for the sales, I would say. So so yeah, working working hard on this and then growing uh, and being able to sometimes also do something that you have never done. Uh, we usually admit it. Uh, okay, this is something that is not at the moment in, in our portfolio, but I think we can do it. And we always did. So this way we also grow. Mm -hmm. Good. So kind of exploring new new boundaries into new services that maybe later they will be a standard in your portfolio. Exactly. And then it turns into standard, yeah. And yeah, you mentioned that you are part of an association. So do you think this is something valuable for you and, and a recommendation that if you if there are other similar companies like you or, or some kind of industry related association, you should be part of that? Or yeah, how, how did you come to that? It was really soon that you entered into this association or you already previously have relationships? I was in touch with the association. Um, mm -hmm. I have no idea how I found it out. Um, but it took some years mm -hmm. until I think we kind of grew to the position that we were willing to pay kind of a lot of money to be a member of it and also to, mm -hmm. to be ready to uh, acquire these big companies. Uh, so it takes a few years, uh, but now I really see that it it uh, makes sense, and also I feel that we can somehow a little bit influence and help the uh, the area uh, working with foreigners uh, from another perspective, and also you know like make sure that uh, the foreigners get a good service or the companies get information so that they could get also they could make their employees kind of happier, let's say. And and working working better uh, from the personal point of view. Uh, so I would, if the association is good uh, and they do their job well, uh, I would totally recommend to to join some association. There is another association uh, of immigration advisors that I founded to actually gather our competitors in the immigration field. Uh, this was founded like one year ago. And over the last years, uh, last year, actually, we did a lot of work. And, uh, you know, even though it's your competitors, um, you kind of value, uh, you value what they do because they do it well and it kind of motivates you to be better. At the same time, we share know-how, uh, where we can also take this, um, this area of immigration in the Czech Republic to another level. So we also discuss with the government how we can improve some things because this, especially this part uh, in the Czech Republic is um, not a very, I don't want to say like well organized, but uh, if you want to, if you want to study this field or if you want to work in this field, there is no school for this. There is nothing you just learn by doing that. Um, and it's not anyhow like kind of regulated. So 
So this is a field that kind of needs, um, I would say, like kind of attention. And this is where we came and we gathered together so that we could uh, increase the level of the standard of given service in the immigration consultancy here in the Czech Republic. And we do it together with uh, the people from the field. So it's not that I would decide to do that, but we do it together and we did the ethical code, you know, and this stuff uh, and kind of raise these standards and we will work on that in the next year. So from business point of view, this is not kind of bringing, um, I would say like some huge businesses or something, but it gives us also um, kind of, Mm, good feeling that we can improve something that is like something above the business that is like on the governmental level let's say mm -hmm. yeah that's good to create this kind of level of education right and to increase the professionality of or the way to be more professional into into the industry right exactly um Good. Um, maybe you will have something like some academy or something to to train the people who will work with all of you yeah, guys, anyways, exactly. in, in all the different. <laughs> maybe yes. Yeah. Let's see what mm. the future brings. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, we can of course maybe at the end talk about more about the future, of course, as well. But um, meantime, you you mentioned that you are also collaborating with the government, right? And I think one of the news of this year is about. I think it was this year, if I'm not wrong, it was about the digital nomad uh, program, right? So it's, how positive is something like this for the Czech Republic <laughs> based on your opinion? Mm -hmm. And yeah, and if you can tell us how does it work or yeah, what are the requirements for someone listening to us into this topic? Yeah, uh, if somebody's interested in this, uh, then uh, it's good if he or she is in the field of IT professionals, um, because generally it's called digital nomad program, but uh, it's not, for example, for people working in marketing that now they could move to Czech Republic just like that. Um, this is like important to say, I would say, um, because it's not the same as in other countries if you say digital nomad. So this is like really specifically for um, like highly qualified and top IT professionals. Uh, and we call them here in the Czech Republic digital nomads. So, so this is like um, to respond on to the changing trends in the field of like the international mobility, and and this was created uh, quite newly, actually, it's just a few months. And uh, yeah, if you're a freelancer working in the IT sector and you're only from certain countries like Australia, Japan, Canada. Um, Korea, yeah, Rep Republic of Korea, New Zealand, uh, the United Kingdom, um, and other few countries, then you can apply for this and, and, uh, we can help you. There are like more ways how to, how to approach this and it can be faster to get to the Czech Republic and actually possible actually to, to get into the Czech Republic. So this is one uh, way how to do it. Uh, you can still work for the companies who are outside of the Czech Republic because currently it was not possible to kind of uh, come to Czech Republic if you were not working for companies here in the Czech Republic. So the business visas, if you are a freelancer, were only for those people mm -hmm. who could, uh, who were having clients here in the Czech Republic uh, because that was the purpose. That's what the ministry is looking at. Okay, are you having 
contracts or future contracts here in the Czech Republic? No. So why do you want visa? Why do you want to live here? Yeah, the world has changed a little bit now. In many fields, you can work from anywhere for any client in the world. Uh, but this is what our legislation is not kind of ready for. Uh, and this is the, that's why the new this new digital nomad uh, program actually started. Good. And have you helped some some people or some companies into this area? Or yeah. Yeah, we currently actually have some people uh, in the process. So till now uh, we didn't have any any uh, finished processes. Uh, so I cannot tell <laughs> the result yet. But mm -hmm. yeah, but we have uh, we have some some people undergoing this process. So in uh, maybe even few weeks now already, uh, we should we should know if it works and and how it works in practice. Got because it. one thing is what is written on the website and the data that we know, and the other thing is how it works practically. So this is all. What the what our field is about actually? Yeah, I personally know how it's <laughs> those processes. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, maybe changing the big gears towards uh business ex your business experience and your advice. So, and then at the end we maybe we will switch a bit about your personal life as well a bit. But um, yeah. Um, can you? Do you have any uh, recommendations uh, for for people towards a service business? So you you have been in a service business for fifteen years. So I know that we already talked a, a little bit about this, but maybe we can use a bit of time into this. So what is the correct mindset for someone starting a service business? Imagine you start today again in another service business. So what what is the mindset that you would tell? yourself or to someone else that they should have to run a successful service business mm -hmm. um and maybe how do you navigate this process of finding the ideal customers for you because you mentioned first you were b2c first and then later switch more towards b2b uh, or or you have both of course but yeah how how does it work for you yeah i think there are <laughs> many things process. when you want to start When you want to start a service business, uh, usually service is with people. Yeah, you're not dealing with a certain product, and uh, it's like serving the people from the word service. Uh, so then you have to be ready to really do that um, because it's not it's not easy and it's very rewarding. At the same time, it can be very hard. Uh, so the people should really, but usually this is really started by people who like people and uh, they want to provide the service that they that they provide. Uh, so the mindset is there kind of at the beginning. It's just uh, sometimes hard to keep the mindset, especially when the hard times come or when some bad reviews can can appear. Uh, so it's good to have some kind of place where you recharge the battery. And it's not usually that you go for vacation in the sense of like switching everything off. It's uh, good to have like minded people or to do some mastermind groups and to always like improve and uh, have some kind of energy from somebody else because working with people also is sometimes very tiring. So, so this is like, I would say to create a network, uh, kind of, it can be a friend, but it's good always to have like more people. Um, and uh, to find uh, to find the ideal client, you can think that this person, and if you create the business, like the business plan in your mind, 
you can think that this is the ideal client, but then you have to keep trying that. You have to keep testing that if it's right. If maybe on the way you find out that actually this was not the ideal client, maybe there's somebody else who needs your services more. So, you know, this is about like practice. So not always like just thinking of it, of doing something, but just really doing it because this is what um, you just go and you fall and you change something and you continue and all the time you're kind of finding your way and you will not find a way only when thinking about something. You have to just do it. Yeah. So I think this is one of the main uh, things that um, like say, okay, if you're going to be successful in business or not, because sometimes you have such a passion for the product or service that you create. But if you don't listen to the customer that he's telling you like, no, but I don't want this. I want this. And you'll be all the time saying, no, but you need this and you need this. And he'll be like, no, but I think I need this. You know, then it just doesn't meet and your business will bankrupt and the client will not be satisfied. So, and will not be helped. So, so this is something to keep in mind that uh, to always listen to the customer. And of course, from a certain uh, level, you can say like, or this is happening to us, like the people sometimes they are so confused, for example, from the immigration uh, and they are trying, some of them are trying stuff, but it works like this in my country. And we're like, we understand, but we are here in the Czech Republic and this is another country and it doesn't work the same as it works in your country. Yeah. We don't have to discuss if it's better or worse, but it's just different. So please yes. listen to me because I'm the consultant here. But this is like when we are already inside of some, for example, process, and we know how this works here. If it's about some service in general, then the client tells you what they need. Yeah. So the client cannot tell me like how to do a visa and how it should be done because I know I'm, I'm the consultant and I'm the professional. Yeah. But if he's telling me that uh, he wants to find an apartment, I will be pushing him to do a visa or, or something like this, or I don't know what example to, to give. Um, and he'll keep on telling me, but I want you to find me an apartment. I'll be like, no, but let's do the visa, you know, because maybe I don't want to do the apartment or whatever. I don't say it loud. Then I would lose the customer and, uh, the concept will not work. So, so this is also another important thing. What people, they start a service business should keep it. Listen to the customer. Good. Yeah, of course that. That is a let's say simple concept, right? But I think it's it's hard to apply, <laughs> as you say. Exactly. You're saying, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But right, you are looking for you are there to help or find solution for someone. If you think you have some solution, then you need to find the people who need this solution. Yeah, doing business is always finding the so mm -hmm. solution for somebody for somebody else's problem. And this is the basis. Like, if you look at it like this way, the business is not only earning money. Yeah. It's a solution for somebody else's problem for which the person is willing to pay. Yeah. And then it can be the exchange. Mm -hmm. I do something for you. I do the service. And what you do to me is paying me money. I'm not a charity. I'm not getting money to live from some grants from the, the government if I'm not an NGO, right? Mm -hmm. Got it, got it. Yeah, now, now talking on this subject that you find a problem and then find a solution, maybe this is the way to go towards 
foreigners real estate and development so yeah this is maybe something relatively new if i am not mistaken on on this topic for you can you tell us how this started um and yeah yeah how yeah how do you suddenly start <laughs> something about property management or building new new companies which is maybe a big difference or completely different than immigration services so how do you feel into this <laughs> yeah this is like everything is going kind of you know somehow sometimes we stop we discuss and then we just mm. take uh, another way maybe uh but this is quite clear because i have passion in helping foreigners uh so as we said immigration relocation and real estate like finding finding apartments for rent and my business partner uh has been to the real estate in general so Once we grew to a point uh, where we actually started doing the property management and um, we actually kind of, if we have uh, clients and they're looking for apartments and we have um, each single landlord who we cooperate with, they have the final decision if they take this client and so on. Yeah. Well, if we have a property, we are the property managers instead of this landlord we do these decisions who we take there. So this is much faster and everything like, this is like a very big uh, synergy in this. So we have about 400 apartments in uh, in the property management at the moment. And in next few years, uh, we are we'll be getting like for over a thousand um, with the new projects that are coming. Uh, so this is like complementing the, the original <laughs> business. And from that, it's like mm. kind of... Uh, easy to get into the real estate which is my business partner's passion so so we actually he always wanted to build uh, apartments or houses or something in that field so when we had the opportunity to buy to buy a big house um and then remake remake it and reconstruct it for for i think it was 19 apartments uh we did that so we used the uh the company companies that we ran for some years, the, the company's credibility uh, to get a loan and to expand like this way. And from there, uh, actually, the the development has started. And now we have like a few more projects that are going to be uh, to to be done and to to yeah to build like over like 300 apartments uh, in uh, in other locations. So We got there. We were discussing if we will like divide it into different names of the companies. Uh, but then in the end, we decided to keep it all under the foreigners group. And even though it seems that the development is completely different original business, uh, then also we said, okay, but we will kind of get the, the motto will be that we get also inspired uh, with these clients and we want to provide the service. That actually we learned with the foreigners because foreigners require really a different service than, than Czechs. So we kind of want to take this, uh, to the development as well for Czech people and also to build it in a good way to good quality, uh, good quality buildings and, and apartments. So each division kind of inspires and somehow it's creating the, the bigger, bigger picture and anything that we kind of add then in total makes sense and it's a different type of business but without foreigner services this one wouldn't exist because we had to learn somewhere the things we had to uh know how the business works so so this is how it kind of complements actually each other 
cool. uh, the same as me and my business partner we complement each other with our skills so we are much stronger to to go together so this is how we kind of diversify also the portfolio in case of some problems that are happening and the crisis on in the world and things like covid mm-hmm. <laughs> and the war in ukraine yeah. and so on <laughs> good good and yeah if may i ask so yeah how come do you arrive of course i know that your your partner have a passion to or a dream to go towards real estate development right and of course it's perfect the connection between the need of uh, foreigners coming to the czech republic and, and apartments and their living standards right so but yeah how come do you arrive to yeah you just the first time you just go and buy a multifamily you, without any experience and then learn it on the way or or you have some previous experience uh, before that yeah actually you're right when you're you're the first person asking this but yeah we just bought the house and my business partner was brave mm-hmm. enough to to really do it and uh, reconstruct it uh it costed a lot of money <laughs> extra money that we didn't count with yeah uh so so it was a challenge um but yeah always like he had a good like you know people to to discuss with we had a really good construction company um so it worked yeah everything worked out and mm. uh actually he's good good so so maybe your advice into this is that you need to of course you need a brave partner <laughs> And also, you need exactly. you need maybe of course good partners or, or providers, right? That that can help you or guide you in this process, right? Exactly, and also sometimes like I think it's a um, kind of our skill that um, we have, or generally before you do something, you don't know what the problem is, mm-hmm. right, you- or what the problems are. So we are kind of naive that we don't, we are not scared kind of before or uh, sometimes, you know, I say yes to some uh, public speaking or in the times when public speaking was kind of hard for me. I said, yes, of course, no problem. I'll come and I'll do that. And then I was like, oh, how many people are going to be there? You know, when time was approaching, I was like, oh my God. And then I started to to fear, but it was too late already. So So then I just had to manage, right? So, so this is, I think, how we approach uh, doing the business and um, with the new projects and, and to always surround ourselves with the right people who can really help us if it's something new. And then to have the courage to just go through because you already said yes. So what else can you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're already committed. Your word is in, so you need to deliver, right? <laughs> exactly. Good. Um. Yeah, so talking a little bit more about the real estate development so what are your plans for the future you mentioned you want to arrive to 1000 apartments or or locations right so yeah how do you do that do you planning to invest your own money into building this or you are also do you have any other ways to fund this 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 venture let's say yeah, uh, we have uh, planned or we have some cooperations for over like 1,000 u- units or apartments with uh, other developers in the property management so that we will take care of such so many apartments. Uh, and the second thing, so this is one thing for the property management, for the real estate, but the second thing uh, is the development. So there we talk about uh, the future is that we talk about over 300 apartments that we will build actually. 
and then we will not keep it for for the property management but we will sell them to individual uh, people uh, so for this we um we actually plan it and we invest our own money uh, we of course have bank uh, who will support this and is kind of pre arranged because these are real uh, projects that we bought the land uh, and it's planned and the process is going with all the permissions that we need to get uh, we just recently got permission for the small project that we have it's nine apartments in Brno uh, that will start next year the construction will start next year um, and there we actually started a new product kind of it's bonds so people can invest with us uh, anybody who it can start from 50,000. It's like official uh, official product uh, with the Czech National Bank. Uh, and uh, we, have, we have this product. So it's kind of a new new thing for us to, to raise money uh, from individual people. Uh, if we have some bigger investors who have like uh, much more money, they can also get in touch and uh, we can find some solution of another way as well. But for like people who have some money and they want to invest in real estate, they just uh, they just do it. They can do it with us. They can buy buy if they buy three bonds, then it's like one hundred fifty thousand Czech crowns, uh, and they get nine percent of the of the interest rate. Uh, now at the moment it's for three and a half years, and they receive actually the interest rate for the amount they receive every six months, and then after the three and a half years we give all the money back. And the interest rate that is left, and then they can decide if they want to if they want to invest maybe more if we have more projects and so on. So, so this is kind of a new thing for us uh, as well. But it's just a matter of like uh, the product itself. Then of course we will use also bank uh, for for covering the uh, the other expenses. So it's not at all will be paid from the bonds because this is quite conservative. My my business partner is. Not quite. It's very conservative <laughs> in the terms of like investments. Uh, so this is all covered by the uh, actually the properties that are already bought. Uh, so this is not like for new acquisitions. Let's say it's for already bought uh, projects that that are in the process of permissions and so on. Good, good. Yeah. So that could be something we can add to the podcast notes. So if someone is interested into this uh, product, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I will do around three more questions and that's it. I think oh. I hope we can have the time. But um, <laughs> one is about, yeah, do you follow any podcasts or books or knowledge source where you are kind of following weekly basis or in any way or yeah, that maybe you can recommend to someone for business or real estate or immigration? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not actually. I'm in a podcast, and I'm I've been a guest to many podcasts, but actually, I'm not listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I somehow don't uh, have time uh, because I'm driving quite a lot. But uh, I'm listening to music and I'm singing, and actually, I realized recently that I'm creating uh, the things that need to happen in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a kind of me time in the car while driving. So I'm not listening to the podcast because I think that I should uh, focus on the podcast, which kind of doesn't fit for me yeah. in the car because many people do it while driving. 
Uh, and then I don't have any extra time when, when to do that. So if I want to really listen to, to some specific ones, I just uh, have to make time like now with you and I just mm-hmm. focus on it directly. So so this is my case in podcast, but I do follow social media. Uh, I'm very active also on the social media. I believe in uh, motivation. I believe that people should uh, have someone who sometimes sometimes kicks them to do something that they kind of don't feel like doing uh and to me it's usually social media so i really like uh for example american um people uh i watch uh grant cardone and uh, elena cardone uh, they are also in the real estate but it's a little bit different than than we are uh i like the motivation also how to organize with the family uh, and this stuff so so I follow such such people uh sometimes some information and usually from Instagram because for me this is like the the best when I procrastinate at least I'm feeding my brain with something valuable. Yeah. So so I choose only such people. Um and also the books uh, so really the basic book I would say 15 years ago or even more than 15 years uh was Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki uh where I learned about the quadrant and uh i realized that uh yeah the way how to get rich or richer than my family was uh to really be able to buy what i need and what i want actually uh is to create actually a company then when we had a company that is not reliable or there's not like um how you say this uh where you don't have to be like personally every day and that you rely on the other people, you give them trust and you find such people. And there you can also grow other businesses or you can go for vacation or, you know, anything that shows up in, in the life where you need to be there personally, even like some problems in the family, that the business will still continue working. So I for sure knew that this is not a one-man show or two two-man show at that time with Voita. And we were always having this in mind. And thanks to him, this was like really the basic basic book. And of course, then investing into some passive income. So for us, it was uh, real estate. Uh, for other people, it's also something else. We have some also silver coins and uh, something in crypto. So we kind of diversify. But the main thing is real estate for us. So this was something that kind of changed my mindset because my mindset was typically like employee mindset, like, you know, study well and then find some good job probably. And I was not thinking about having business at all. Yeah, that sounds good. And thanks for sharing all the resources and people that you are following. Um, I know that you are also really active, as you mentioned, in social media. So, uh, But you're typically doing it in Czech. So I'm not really following completely right. Sorry for that. But um, <laughs> yeah, what are the topics that you like to talk in your social media? If you can share that as well. <laughs> yeah, I actually recently started an English uh-huh. uh, profile. Good. Uh, <laughs> it's just having the worldwide uh, name in it. Uh, so my name, Andrea Tkachukova underscore and worldwide. And that one is in English because I was always like, oh my God, how should I do it? You know, there are people who follow me, they don't speak English and there are people who follow me, they don't speak Czech. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always very kind of like what to do. Uh, I'm more active on the Czech one in stories, for mm-hmm. example, um, because I I like to really like motivate people to become better versions of themselves because that works for me. And that's also the energy that I get from others. Um, 
especially for the Czech mindset. I think we have amazing people who live uh, in our country. They are very skilled, uh, very clever, um, but somehow they are keeping themselves, you know, like in the back or I don't know how, how to say it, like the mindset that we have here. So I wish I could change that. Uh, so I'm working on that in my in my field, and I will continue working on that a lot in 2024. Uh, but at the same time, I think um, I can also like motivate people in English. Uh, so that's why I created also the the profile in English, so I can spread also a little bit like out of out of Czech Republic virtually. Um, so it's about motivation. It's about like thoughts about business, about some stories uh, uh, from my business. Uh, or some experience, um, yeah, and some little bit of personal life uh, with my family, uh, teamwork, yeah. So some tips from my uh, what we share here uh, together. So so more about like good vibes, yeah. The point mm-hmm. I think the point of social media should be to spread good vibes, not hates, uh, because we all want to live good lives and and to be good examples. So. So that's my point. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not writing to other profiles that somebody looks not good or <laughs> or is saying bullshit or something. I really, I really think that the social media media is about like positive, positive stuff. Good, good. So you are trying to provide value, of course, and uh, with your knowledge. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um. Maybe as a last point for today you mentioned about your family so and yeah of course i admire every woman who is able to uh, have a family drawing a business and and do um all this work right so yeah do you have any tips for women into this process yeah how do you try to balance this or try to make it work which of course i assume is not easy um Yeah, how? Uh, it's not easy. Yeah, but uh, thank you for this acknowledgement. I admire every woman who has uh, kids and is having business as well. <laughs> and if they have more kids, I admire them even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is something again. I'm sharing a lot about the Czech Czech mentality. So Czech mentality is also I'll do everything by myself. Uh, and with women, we have very strong women, and uh, they really can do everything, or we can really do everything by ourselves. Uh, but at this point, uh, when we when we get kids, or especially the first one, uh, it's very important to know um, to ask for help. So also from the partner, uh, there are a lot of couples at the moment uh, in my generation who are sharing the care of of the kid and the household and so on. Uh, but at the same, that, that's amazing. But at the same time, uh, that's not enough. Like two people are not enough if uh, both parents want to kind of live a similar life to before if they were active they were building their own business or they have like uh higher positions in company and they have like bigger responsibility uh so my huge advice for everyone is to find a third person to help yeah so either a grandparents or even like nanny uh somebody to help uh, with the household to help with cleaning uh if it's not a uh, routine where you actually relax which in my case is not <laughs> so, so i have to admit that i'm a big um, promoter if i can say this way of uh, having a nanny um, because it helps also the couple should spend time only together without a kid uh, as soon as possible after having the first one and organizing the time like this so 
this thing you cannot do if you're just two for for so many activities so so i really this is something that i'm telling to all my friends all my friends know that uh, i know that i'm inspiring a lot of people because it's not a usual thing in the czech republic uh here we are used to being on a maternity leave um even for up to four years because this is official time when you can stay at the maternity leave which is extraordinary in the in the in Europe even or in the world uh and it's great uh, on one hand if you can use that on the other hand it's really extreme and if women stay for so many years out of the working process then they have really a big trouble to come back so so it's good to find some kind of uh, way how how to enjoy the maternity leave and enjoy the kid and depending on on how the woman is um, how her mindset is uh for me i cannot imagine being only full time uh, mom uh on the other hand uh i can imagine that there would be no covid when i was giving birth and i w- wouldn't have to uh manage the company and the problems that were caused at that time uh so that i could enjoy the maternity more uh at those times at the beginning um but uh yeah so you know how to organize it the way as you want so to have time for the kid for the husband for myself and for example for the business uh if i want to or i have to maybe uh do the business so then this you cannot have it really like this you this will not just happen you have to organize it then you have to invite some other people to help you maybe not even one person i have a network i can call it a network of support uh that helps me regularly and we have two grandmothers in brno although both of them are working uh now at the moment we have a full time nanny uh who is also cleaning uh and only this way i can you know kind of be fine <laughs> and my husband can be also fine all things are kind of managed uh in all areas so this is the only way so this is this is the huge advice yeah of course and yeah i, I can personally relate to that i have a, a one year and a half song as well and yeah it's a, a lot of work to divide all the activities and to plan everything exactly. so so yeah we don't currently have a full time nanny or anything like that we have the help of 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 my wife uh parents but yeah but it's still not is still not easy even with that because it's not that they will be exactly. full time with with him right so it's 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 how to exactly. how to balance all the work is is not that simple but is work in progress i think um yeah and also it's a lot of pressure to both parents is not only the woman but if the husband wants to be more involved and he sees how the woman is struggling and he sees that maybe the woman needs some break and she would like to go to create something you know it's like a lot of pressure to him so it's not only about the woman nowadays it's also about the man even though the main pressure is on the mom always mm-hmm. uh, but it's like for for the couple it creates problems then yeah of course yeah so it's kind of how to find that balance which of course takes time right it's not that yeah um yeah as a yeah i already promised it several times but this is really really the last so do you <laughs> do you have any other comment that maybe um we haven't talked today but maybe could be important for our listeners to know about you or about what you are doing or any recommendations 
I think I, we covered quite a lot uh, <laughs> of topics, actually. <laughs> so the only thing is that I wish that uh, everybody was doing well. Uh, so it's responsibility of each of us to create our lives as we want them. So I just wanted to share that it's possible. It's possible to... Uh, and this is, I think, something that I would like to share to always keep keep the goal in mind and uh, even writing it on paper and like going after it and that it will happen. Maybe not in the date that you set, but earlier or later it, it will happen. Good, good. So thank you very much, Andrea, for your time today. It was a pleasure to talk and I hope you have enjoyed the conversation as well. So all the best for yeah for the next year as well since the next new year is coming soon and and all your plans yeah. can be come to reality yeah thank you very much very very nice very nice questions very nice talking to you and and yeah it's uh, amazing that you're doing this and i hope people will be happy about listening <laughs> to to the podcast and Good luck with your company as well. Yeah, thank you very much. So see you around. <laughs> yeah, see you around. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you have enjoyed the episode and got important insights to apply soon in your journey. Feel free to share with your friends and colleagues. See you in the next episode.